Well, and so I worked at Disneyland for a while, and and some days not on a when we're not recording. When, you know, when we're in the Norwegian fjords, I'll share my my most precious Mickey Mouse with you moment with you. <laughs> I got to wear the head. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. And I am joined today by my lovely co-host, Samantha. So welcome to the show, Sam. Hello, Brian. I am happy to be here. Love being on a bonus episode when I can. I have to tell you, I have some complaints about my green room, though. There is no Topo Chico in here right now. What's going on? You co-own this house, Sam. So if there are complaints, <laughs> you should feel free to fix anything you desire. Uh, I, I'll yeah. send them to management. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> You're no longer a special guest. You are a co-host. So you got to deal with your own stuff, you know? So yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Buy, buy your own green M&Ms. Buy them. Yeah, they're out. <laughs> well, we are excited because we're getting to talk about something that we get to talk about occasionally, but rarely. And that's Adventures by Disney. And we have a special guest coming on who's done one ABD trip recently, headed out on another ABD trip here soon. And we want to talk to him about both of them, but we're going to start with his first one. So let me start by welcoming Chris to the show. Welcome, Chris. Hi, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Before we started, I said it feels like I'm talking to, and I went through some scenarios, Bono or The Edge. It's uh I'm not. I'm not sure we came up with what which one was best, but it's great to be with rock stars. So SpongeBob and Squidward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we are excited to talk to you because you have done one of the adventures by Disney trips that I so want to do, which is that Southern California ABD trip. Uh, it sounds amazing. Before we dive into your trip, though, we always like to give folks an opportunity to talk about their Disney backgrounds so people can understand <laughs> their Disney creds, so to speak. So, Chris, what is your Disney background? So my son, I have an 11 year old son who uh, was with me on this trip. We had a great time. And he, he said, always says, oh, dad, you're just a Disney crazy person. <laughs> and I always tell him that uh, this doesn't come easily. My, my parents, actually, I'm Southern California native. So my parents actually honeymooned at Disneyland before it was Disneyland Resort. It was just the park. Um, so they honeymooned at Disneyland. So I say for me, the D and DNA actually does stand for Disney. So <laughs> I have had uh, a long time uh, love of Disney. And I've done, I think I'm on 19 or 20 Disney cruises. And I still didn't make the fancy number for it to do early on the Disney wish. But I'm working hard on that. <laughs> maybe for ship number six. Come on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, six or seven. I was supposed to be on the inaugural with you guys, but this trip and the inaugural went at the same time. And so we did this ABD. I said, there are two more ships coming. We'll get on the inaugural one of those. But And this was actually my second ABD. We did ABD in uh, Europe. So we did London, Paris, and then Disneyland Paris back in the good old days. Remember before we had to worry about COVID and mass and all those when life then we thought was complex and little did we know what was coming. But uh, so this was my second ABD um, that I've done. And they're they're just awesome and so lovely. And and they're expensive. But if you have if you can do it, they're amazing to do. And I think we'll talk about talk about some of the reasons why as we go on. Well, I also see from your uh, from your email and that you are a Disney Vacation Club member. And so where, where are your home resorts, Chris? My most of my points are at Copper Creek. 
I also have a beach club. I have Riviera. I have uh, the Grand Floridian. And there's one more that I'm missing. And then I'll buy buy, uh, the new Disneyland Tower when it opens. So, yes. (laughs) Well, we forgot to mention Chris's most important Disney cred, which is, Chris, you're a Patreon of our show. So thank you for supporting the show every month. I really appreciate it. And so that's his most important credit. It is. It is for me. Right. I was going to say it's more important for you than it is for me. But yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, I know how I, 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 back in the day, I would say I have a face for radio. So I worked in radio for a spell of time. And putting out this kind of content is not easy. And it takes a lot of time, energy, and effort and love. And you guys have done an amazing job, and I, uh, I, I've enjoyed so much of it, and it helps me do my job better. So, um, so I want you guys to keep doing it. So, I thought <laughs> well, I'd help you guys a little as much as I could. <laughs> I we 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 really appreciate it, and just just wanted to put a plug in and acknowledge your contribution. So, thank you, Chris, for that. But let's get to the fun part. Let's talk about Adventures by Disney. And uh, Chris, you know, you sent me a helpful outline of your experience and you asked a very good question at the very front of that, which was just, do people know what Adventures by Disney is? And I'm sure we have a ton of people out there who do, but many who don't. And so do you want to you help folks understand what Adventures by Disney or ABD is all about? Well, I think so often when I say, oh yeah, I'm, I sometimes go, I'm going on an ABD trip and they go, what? And I say, it's Adventures by Disney. And I go, it's a park? And like, no, there are, Disney does travel outside of just parks. And so this one that I we're going to talk about happened to be going to Disneyland. But as I mentioned, I went to London and Paris. There, it's touring, but done in the Disney way. So you get two uh, guides that go with you that basically take care of everything. But almost before you can think about it, they are taking care of it. And so everything is organized. If you're a hyper planner, and you don't want to have to worry about that, you can just outsource all that stuff and they're, they take care of it. And so it's, it's group travel, but again, done in a very Disney way. So it's very family friendly. Everyone that I've been on, the people are just awesome. And, and you do this kind of conversation like, okay, what's your Disney connection? And so you get this, <laughs> this wonderful conversation that goes on, but it's also, they get you behind the scenes on things that you wouldn't get into. Otherwise you're not having to wait in lines. So it's, it's just, it's a delightful way to see a place. Eventually, uh, I will take my son to China and we're going to Galapagos. These places that I would be a little nervous to go kind of on my own. I feel much safer to do it, particularly right now if I'm inside kind of that Disney bubble. And I think it, it's, I'm very glad it's around. And they used to do them with the cruise where you could actually have an ABD add-on to the cruise line. And so, you know, if you're going to the Greek islands, they would plan all your excursions and all that kind of stuff. They're not doing that. I hope it comes back at some point, but it's, a, it, it's really an amazing, they do an amazing, amazing job. Yeah, they have, they have different kinds of ABD trips. So there's the full-blown capsulated land-based trip, which is what we're basically going to be talking about tonight with the Southern California ABD. They do them to China and all, all over the all over the place. Monte and I agree. And, yeah. yeah. It, we had someone on uh, not too long ago who did Egypt uh, as the, their ABD. And, and we so, did a show on a, a safari in Africa. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so those land-based trips are nice, especially for places that are far flung. That, you know, To your point, Chris, you may not want to invest the time in researching every little detail and you can rely on Disney's research to figure out you know, they're going to pick you up from the airport, ensconce you in their little bubble, travel you from place to place. They're all inclusive. So they typically include 
most of your meals, not not all of them. They do typically have a night or two off where you can go get your own food and experience something that's not strictly sort of Disney curated. But you know, hotels travel between cities. So in a place like China, they'll cut, they'll they'll have arranged and covered your air travel between different uh, segments of the the trip. So there's those standalone trips. They have river cruising for all our cruise fans out there. They have river cruise adventures by Disney trips where you fly over and you board a river cruise boat that uh, is not owned by Disney, but they have Disney guides on board and the population that the the cruise is being sold to is all through adventures by Disney. And we're doing a Christmas markets river cruise in December, 2023, fingers crossed. And so that's an adventures by Disney option. They have short escape adventures by Disney trips you can add on. Uh, A lot of times they're connected in with cruise line adventures. So for instance, we're headed over to London as is Chris here in September for a Norwegian Fjords cruise. And they have a little short escape in London that you can sign up for uh, where you fly in. They do a little bit of touring over a couple of days and then get you safely to the port and off you go for your for your cruise line vacation. And yes, they did used to have these embedded adventures by Disney trips with the cruise line where you could basically pay for adventures by Disney to plan out your whole <laughs> cruise experience, I'll say. So as you move from port to port, uh, that little group of ABD adventurers would get off and go do something fun and unique uh, in the port that may not be sort of offered through the typical cruise line port adventures desk. And the great thing you're as you're doing some of these things, and on this trip, we'll, we'll talk about it, but as I mentioned, my 11-year-old was on it. He was the youngest uh, by far. There was a 20-year-old and then the rest of us were adults. But they're, they're very good about making sure that there's things for... So as we were going through the Louvre, you know, they're doing kind of a scavenger hunt through the Louvre. So you're looking for different things, ways to get make sure that the kids stay interested in this, in what's going on as well. And, and for me, those kinds of like, that's a big burden that I don't have to do jazz hands all the way through <laughs> or listen to daddy, what do we get out of the museum? Like, this is boring. <laughs> um, so they, they help with that process at least. So, well, and it seems like the, this SoCal one is a little bit different. I'll just tee it up to say you could, you, you're from Southern California. You could go to Southern California yourself. You know how to get around Disneyland. You don't really need ABD to get around Disneyland. But what this ABD offers is some of those experiences that you cannot otherwise get on your own. Well, I, yeah, I want to I want to tee up. Uh, I want to dive into the SoCal trip, but I think what you're also saying, Sam, is something that almost every ABD trip does at some level, which is uh, they find ways to serve up even what you might think is a typical tourist experience in a special way. So uh, they might do a private tour. So uh, I'm going to butcher the name of it, but Familia. Uh, what's the place in Barcelona? Familia Sagrada. Uh, Familia Sagrada. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know how you say it. Familia Sagrada. I'm I'm getting it wrong. Everyone can yell at your radio or leave us a voicemail uh, yelling at us. Leave us a voicemail telling us how to pronounce it. Yeah, but they'll take you into a private tour. You'll bypass the long line. You'll go right in. You get a little sort of private guided small tour experience. They might get you early access to something. They do it for the Vatican. Yeah. yeah, access to things that you might not typically get to see, which we'll talk about in this trip. Just want to flag one last thing in general about ABD. Price tag is high. Uh, this is this is <laughs> typically going to be more expensive than even a Disney cruise, which is already a, a pricey experience, uh, depending on how you like to sail. A lot of people view it as worth it because you're just everything is kind of taken care of and you step off plane and you're ready to tour and you don't have to worry about it. And so and you, and you get the benefit of some really great Disney guides on the trip. And you also get the benefit of knowing that Disney has vetted all of the vendors. Well, and I think I mentioned I'm going to the Galapagos on an adventure by Disney trip. And 
there was like some upheaval going on in Ecuador. And, you know, my, I'm going with my mother and my, uh, and my son, and like I was a little nervous. And I just called ABD and they said, oh, no, all our trips are going. We make sure you're safe. And like, OK, I trust they're going to make sure that I'm safe. Right. I'm, I don't know. It gives me this layer that if I was me just going alone, I would be very nervous. And I just it makes it much easier to travel. And for me, that kind of peace is very much worth it. So, yeah. Yeah. Just for everyone out there, we are going to bring Chris back to talk about this Galapagos tour that he's doing with ABD in a future episode. And Hopefully that I'll get is to a, say blue-footed booby. So there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is a new area for ABD. They have introduced these uh, ocean sailing cruises to Antarctica and the Galapagos. And so it will be great to hear the experience there. But let's talk SoCal ABD. Chris, why did you decide to do the SoCal ABD? Because I think Sam had a good point. We can all go visit Disneyland. But what is was so special that it attracted you to this particular Adventures by Disney? So I, I, I mentioned that uh, I grew up in Southern California. My son had, has, does not. He grew up here in D.C. So it, it was part a way to show him the side of, you know, we were touring around Hollywood. We got to walk down and see all the stars. There were a bunch of aspects to this that, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm probably not going to. I've seen Hollywood. I'm not going to really do that otherwise. So it was a good, it was a good intro for him. But we also got to visit um, at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. I've, as I say, I grew up born and raised in Southern California, never been on that property, drove by it, saw it, never been on that property. So I got to do things like that. We got to visit Disney Imagineering in Glendale, never got to do that before. I knew it was there, never got to do it. We also got to do fun, uh, uh, some amazing behind the scene things at Disneyland that I, again, have never, we got to visit Walt's apartment, the actual apartment that Walt had above the fire fire station in Town Square in Disneyland. I, I, I you know, when am I going to do this? this again. As I say, I'm a crazy Disney person. To me, this was like check, 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 check. It was truly, I know we use the word all the time. It was magic. It was, it was great. And I think it's my like, son that's really- chock full of like Disney, unique Disney experiences. This I mean, the first night we got to go to see the, the new Thor movie at the El Capitan, the theater that Disney owns right on Hollywood Boulevard. And they had all the, uh, you know, all the costumes from all the, it were right there. My son was very impressed with that. Things like that, that you just don't get to do otherwise. It checked a lot of things that we, that I thought would be, make, make it a very different experience than just going to Disneyland. Well, let's start with, uh, how long was the ABD trip? For so, so six days. Um, we started. Uh, we got out there on a Sunday and finished. We came back on a Saturday. So six days. We started out in Hollywood. Um, so we flew out. Our flights were knock on wood. Yay, they went fine out there. And and they pick you up. We got to. We were staying at the uh, a Lowe's property, which is literally right behind where the Oscar Awards happen, the Academy Awards happen. So right behind the Dolby Theater. So that that night, we when we first arrived, we went and did a little walk around and I was showing, you know, we were a block and a half from the Chinese theater. It was fun for me. Moments like I saw five days after Star Wars opened at the Chinese theater, I saw it on that big screen at the Chinese theater. And, uh, and I got to tell Nick, like I was your age and I got to see, for some reason, my dad described it as a uh, Western in space. And I was like, what? <laughs> Still seems like the oddest description of a movie ever, but but we got, you know, seen all those places and all the handprints and they had all the Marvel characters handprints on there. He was he was enthralled by that stuff. So it was really it was really quite fun. 
so, so you got in and what what's the experience after you arrive? Is someone meeting you at the airport to take you to the hotel or did you get there on your own? And then when you get to the hotel, what's the like, what's the order of operations? So yeah. you have a driver that meets you. They have these orange signs uh, with this kind of star on them that, that you know, you come to know very well. This is ABD. So they pick you up with your luggage and everything, take care of all that stuff. Um, as soon as you get to the hotel, your guides are there literally at the door to meet you. They give you your, your hotel room keys so you don't have to do all that check-in and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was very nice. And, and we had a little time before that night we got together for a, a welcome dinner where we got to meet all the other people on the tour which was very nice, um, and do initial intros. And then we all went over and saw, saw Thor. Um, they do a laser light show at the El Capitan. They have this big organ that comes up from the ground, and he, a guy plays all this Disney music on the organ. And then they do this big laser light show before the, even before the movie starts. So there's a whole show that goes along with the show. It's amazing. And, and I was saying to Nick, you know, he really wanted to see the Thor movie. And I said, okay, if we're not doing anything really important tonight, we're going to sneak off to either the El Capitan or the Chinese theater and see Thor. And then they had it all done for us. It was like, I didn't even have to think about it. Oh, so you, you your plan was to go do that, even if it hadn't been part of the tour, but yes, then it we was. Yes, we were going to try and sneak off. I mean, when do you get to see, uh, seeing a movie in Hollywood is so awesome <laughs> because these are like these places where, you know, they have the premieres and they're real. It's like going to the theater. Sam, I know you love the theater. This is like going to the theater, right? This is, it's an experience. Um, and you have the big screens and you have the awesome sound that we, you know, we don't find around much anymore. But we used to have a theater in, in D.C. here that literally like it was shot. You, they would show the movie and it was at an angle. So both the front side and the, the two sides were out of focus. I, I, like as again, somebody who grew up in Southern California, this is like a crime to movies. This is not OK. <laughs> um, so it was it was really fun to go to a place where they treat these. You know, this is, a, it is an experience. It's like it's a, the, a theatrical experience. All right, so so you got to see Thor. You got to see this organ show, uh, the Chinese theater. I note from your outline too, you made it over to Henson Studios. Was that on day two or or? So, so yes, on the next day they took us. We got to go into the both the El Capitan again, and they took us down below where you get to see where the organ rises up. You get to see all the ins and outs. There's a uh, the Sherman Brothers have a room that it's they're named after them. And uh, so the, it, there's Disney aspects all the way. They have all the this is where all the Avengers movies have premiered. So there's a wall where all the Avengers have signed their names and everything. Jim Cummins is the voice of Tigger, Tigger, Winnie the Pooh, I forget which, but he signed his name there. So it, they we got to do that. Then we got to go tour the Chinese theater, which, again, I haven't been in. I'm not telling how old I am, but it's been a year or two <laughs> and um, which is now a big IMAX screen. And uh, it was. It was amazing to see. And then we went to the Jim Henson Studios. So the Jim Henson Studios, of course, we know them from Muppets. They sold Muppets to, to Disney. Their biggest client is Sesame Street. But they still make all sorts of things on their own. So it's a very small theater. It's right in the center of Hollywood. And it's actually the theater that Charlie Chaplin made his movies a hundred and I think it's 110 years ago. I mean, it was um, and there's amazing little moments where you get to see. So back in the day, the process of developing film was a very combustible process. So they would do it in like these vaults. So if it blew up, it didn't blow the whole place up. And they still have these vault big like safe doors like it's a bank 
that are there, which is where they would process the film. So there's, it's very, very cool and, and just very intimate. And then we got to meet, there's a PBS show, which my son is too old to see this, but Sid, the science kid. And we got to meet the uh, Sid, the puppeteer who does Sid. And he was showing us all about how puppeteering works and everything. And so they showed us that there are three different kinds. One where they kind of have the sticks that do the arms. The second kind where he would control one hand and Nick actually got to be the other hand of the puppet. It was, it was like, I mean, when do you get that kind of experience? Really, really fun. I'm, I'm like, imagining it like in the in the Muppets movie where it's like this old defunct studio and then all of a sudden Kermit pops out I just want to let you know that's the visualization I've got going in my head it's but. kind of but it's I mean it's this it, you know they still are doing it's a it's a small studio but they're still doing tons of work there so it's awesome I'm glad you know thank goodness and then he showed us how they now do a lot of the puppeteering is done via computer stuff so you showed us how that works. Part of the thing that I loved about this was Nick got to see, and we'll talk more about them, but got to see people like that. Like, you know, at 11, you're starting to think, okay, what am I going to do when I grow up kind of stuff? And he got to meet somebody who's like, this is not somebody that you meet, at least in DC. You don't meet a lot of puppeteers, let me tell you. <laughs> and and so it was- You got to at least go to New York to find puppeteers. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so it was fun for him to to meet this person. And I actually, I, I said, what, when you're 11, you're not thinking that I'm going to be a puppeteer when I grow up. And so we got to actually talk to him and experience all that. It was, it was great fun. I want to be a puppeteer when I grow up. Can I change careers and become a puppeteer <laughs> now, you think? <laughs> Do you think it's too, too late. late? Too late. Too late. I think there's a role for you somewhere in some theater production. It's just calling oh out God. to you. Well, so that gets us through day two, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So day three, we got to, uh, we started out going over to the Walt Disney Studios, which I was, they asked us before what we were all most excited about. And this was one of the things I was most excited about. And I don't know if you've seen uh, the Mr. Banks movie. Uh, which is all about the making of Mary Poppins. We got to see all those streets where they're walking down the streets of that amazing, you know, it's where they film Mary Poppins. It's where they filmed Pete's Dragon. They filmed all, this is where it all happened. But beyond that, we also got to go to the Disney archives. And, you know, I, I, most Disney, a crazy Disney person knows that you know, the uh, multi-plane camera that they uh, used to first in Snow White, you know, a huge, we got to see the multi-plane camera. It's there in the Disney archives. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, uh, this is like meeting the inventor of the internet. I mean, it's like huge to me. And we got to see a whole bunch of, I got to hold one of the Oscars, you know, Walt Disney is still the, has the most Oscar awards of anybody. So we got to hold one of his Oscars and which was great fun. Uh, and just see the amount of history that Disney has dating back to 1923, you know, and, and all these, all, all of this stuff that they, I mean, I, the question I said, like, okay, wh what do you decide that you're going to save and not going to save? I mean, it, it feels like you're a hoarder, right? If you just start <laughs> keeping all of it. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine you have vaults of this stuff, but, um, but thank goodness, I, I think they have a team that actually does that. It's great. So it was great to see that. And then we went to, we've all seen the, front of the 
uh, headquarters building with the seven dwarfs up top, the Michael Graves, awesome Michael Graves building. I love it. Um, but in front of that is what they call all the Disney legends. And they also have handprints of all the Disney legends. And then they have a partner statue like they do at Disneyland, like they do at, uh, at the Magic Kingdom. But it's the only one that you can get or you can stand right there next to them. So we got to stand next to the partner statue and take pictures. And I was just enjoying strolling through. I mean, you have Julie Andrews, you have Roy Disney, you have the Sherman brothers, you have... I mean, just uh, you have all the Star Wars people. You have all the Marvel people. You got Jody Benson, who just performed on the uh, the the Maiden Voyage of the Wish. You have Jody Benson. You you have the um, you know from Ariel. You also have um, what's your uh, who just passed away? Oh yeah, um, Pat, Con- Pat, Pat Collins. Con- yeah, Collins. That's yeah, Collins Connell. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, Ursula. Um, Ursula, the voice of Ursula. Anyway, she was there. So you have just these names that was so amazing to walk through. And they have all four uh, four or five Golden Girls uh, are all Disney legends. So it was great to walk through and just see all these people who made this place. And you get to see these. Uh, we didn't go uh, Walt's actual office, which they usually tour, is touring around with a with a the Disney archives is has a touring museum show right now. So they actually are transporting his office around and showing people it. But we got to see where it where it is. We got to eat in the commissary at the Walt Disney Studios, which, you know, I'm happy to just eat there every single day. <laughs> so there were those kinds of things that were just just really awesome. And see the animation building, which has the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. So those kinds of things. And the famous, the other thing that was, you know, the famous sign that has, I think it's Mickey and I forget what the different street street names are, but it's a street sign that's right there in, in the center of the of the property. And you know, has, says Mickey Mouse right there on it. So it was just, it was amazing to be in this place and in this space and see all these things. Then that, that's not all folks. We also got to do, uh, go over then it's not far to Walt Disney Imagineering, which is in Glendale. And we got to uh, be toured around and see the work and not only see the work, but like we talked to some of the Imagineers who worked on the Disney wish and what were they thinking when they did some of these things? I hadn't been on it. I wish you, I should have had you send me questions. So I could have said, <laughs> okay, why did you do this? Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure, by Disney Vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. So Chris, what's the, what's the split here in terms of time between there's the Hollywood section and then there's the Anaheim section where you get to so Disneyland. Two, day, yeah. two days Hollywood. So after after Imagineering, then we made our way down to Disneyland. And then we had four guided days. But there was plenty of free time. It was like one of my concerns because I wanted to just stroll around and be able to enjoy Disney. 
I don't get to Disney. It's it's more of a trek for us. And also the three hour time change, like you know, it it has more of an impact on us. You know, you're you're up at five in the morning, but then come fireworks time, you're like, oh my god, I think my skeleton is actually going to collapse. So we don't get out there very often. So it's um it's it was fun that we had some free time. Yeah, four days is a lot of time at Disneyland. That's a lot of time, yeah. You know, there was a lot of it that was, because you had the guided portion, you basically had several hours in the morning. I got to see the Main Street Electric Electrical Parade twice, which, uh, like, okay, I'm fine with that. You know, you it, it enables you to do things that you wouldn't really do otherwise. I want to I want to ask what what was Nick's answer to the question of what he was looking forward to the most and then of course obviously we can follow up a little bit later and find out what ended up being your favorite thing and and his favorite thing but I I'm just always curious for a kiddo it was at the park right what did he say he was most looking forward to going to the park he, he was most looking forward to the park and and I think some of the behind the scenes things um were really fun, fun for him you know, one of the real interesting things, I, I, so I, I'm a divorced and have my son, you know, so we get a lot of one-on-one time. But by the end, like we had a lot of just, spe- it's different when you're doing that kind of trip and traveling and particularly a trip where I didn't have to worry about it. So there was no stress on my part about where we need to be and what time and all the. So I got to really be with my kid in a different kind of way, it was, and I hate to jump to the end, but you know, by the end, we both said we really enjoyed just spending some good quality time together. So I, ha- I have these 70s flashbacks of quality time when, par- <laughs> you know, quality time, which I think it was a, a load of hooey, but we got to spend, you know, good time and have, have some conversations that you just wouldn't have had otherwise. It was really lovely. And, and I think he also really appreciated, I should have mentioned at Imagineering, we also got to meet some of the people who created Harmonious. And so, and I think it was so interesting for him to see, like you have the sound people and they showed us this, how they do the sound for it. The, the visual people, the fireworks people. And of course, they do so much of this on computers now. And like, okay, what's the experience that people have? And I think that was really interesting for him to see like, okay, you have all these things that have to work together, these different niches of, of experience that have to really come together and, and work hand in glove in order for this to come off as a very seamless experience. I'm curious, did, did he you know, come away from this experience saying, you know, I want to be an Imagineer or I want to be, I want to do sound design or I want to be in pyrotechnics or it, did he have, you know, one of those kinds of moments since you said, you know, he, he wouldn't get a chance to meet like a puppeteer, you know, in, in, in another I, walk of life? I, I, I don't think he's quite there yet. He's still um, his dad. Me, I always say to him, you know, healthy people live in the present and you're going to be an adult for a really long time. You don't have to decide <laughs> that today. But I think he's it, it, it opened his eyes to to a, a bunch of different worlds that he hadn't thought about and how all those things you know, sometimes, well, I mean, Sam, you love the arts. You know, I, th- I think we poo-poo the role that arts play in the creative nature. You know, it's not all just data and statistics, right? There's, there's a creative nature to all of this. Every job, I don't care what you do, that makes it, that's what pushes it, makes it above and beyond. And so I think that was, was really an important lesson and, and he got to see it. So that was really cool. I'm I'm curious. So for the Disneyland portion, where do they put you up? Were you at the Grand Cal or the Disneyland Hotel? We were at the Grand Cal. 
Oh, wow. All right. So first class accommodation. Yeah. Um, and what are the park touring days like? Uh, because it looks like from your outline, you've got some special backstage experiences that we should definitely talk about. But was there a day of like a, just a almost like a, a real guided VIP tour where you're just doing rides and things like that? Or, or yeah, what was the experience like? So mostly what we do is we tour in the morning. So our first morning there, we had we had dinner when we fi- got down there. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of where we had dinner and I can't remember, unfortunately. It'll come to me later on. Was it Napa Rose? It no, it wasn't Napa Rose. We didn't eat at Napa Rose this time, which was, I was uh, hopeful, but we didn't eat at Napa Rose this time. It, uh, I don't, I, it'll come to me later. We started out with dinner. The next morning we were up early because they brought us in to, the, to Disneyland before park open. So we got to take pictures at, uh, down Main Street without any people on it. Oh, which is that's pretty amazing. awesome. Around the castle, around the partner statue. I should have mentioned at Imagineering, we saw over over to uh, the east side of, of Sleeping Beauty Castle, there's these this wonderful uh, fountain display of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And those are actually replicas. The originals are in Imagineering in the studio where they make all the faces for the audiomatronics and everything. And the originals, and we got to see the originals and they talked to us about how Snow White's, when they first got them, they were all all the same size. And they said, okay, Snow White's not the same size as the dwarves. How are we going to do this? And that's why they're set up the way they are for that per- force perspective. So it works. But we got to see the original ones. And then it was great to be able to go and see where they are now and, and the replicas. But they're still, they're gorgeous. It's a, it's a great place to be. But it was, it was real fun to be in the parks before it all opens and literally see ducks walking across Main Street. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a, not a view you often get of the parks. So we did that. And then we went over to California Adventure and we rode Radiator Springs Racers. And then we went behind the scenes and talked to the engineers who, we, this was the guy who actually put it in place and then maintains and how they do this and how they check. We got to look under the engines and see the big computer screen that shows how many are working and how they um, how they do all this stuff. And we, we got to talk to them for probably 30, 40 minutes. It was really, again, another, I think, very good for, great for a Disney geek like me. But I think Nick also was like, oh, okay, you, this is a this is a kind of job that people do. And, and seeing the workings of how you make this place special and, and, and the dedication that these people have to what they do was, was just great fun. Yeah. I mean, somebody has to make the magic happen, right? It's <laughs> somebody pulling the strings behind the curtain. Yes, exactly. Don't look behind the curtain, but um, it, it, it was, it, you know, these, this, they make these magical places and, and there's also mechanics that goes into that. And I was asking him, we had, we had one of the people on our tour works in, is, is in Detroit and works for General Motors. So he was fascinated by how this and had much more. He, he covered all the technical questions. I was I was more like, you know, how do you if something goes wrong, how do you deal with that during the day? So you're not ruining somebody's experience. Right. We've seen kind of more of that going on where things break down. And, and how do you you know, and they work. He said we work really, really hard and to make sure that doesn't happen, but also to make sure that safety. I mean, he said they have six or seven safety backups. I mean, it's. Just the amount of of the importance of keeping everyone safe was also really, really great to see. And from somebody who, you know, again, I'm, my 11-year-old is on these things. I want them to be safe. And so it was, 
it was nice to see how they that was such a priority. It's not universal. <laughs> well, it's not one of those. We were. I was with friends the other night and talking about some of those carnival rides that you used. To, you know that I would do when I was growing up, and you'd see them. They were set up on like planks of wood, and like okay, that can't be good, right? So you know, it's not. It's not that kind of crazy situation. Let me go back and just sort of say. So it sounds like you tour in the morning, and then you get free time to yourselves. Did the group meet back up in the evening? Well, yes. We so we met up uh, the the. Uh, but one night we got uh, they had reserved space for us for the Main Street Electrical Parade, which was awesome. Uh, fireworks didn't go off that night because the uh, winds were going the wrong way. But I saw them another night, so it was fine. And the second night we they had reserved seating for um, World of Color, which I had not seen before and was very impressed with. So it was it was great to see those. And, and with reserve seating before World of Color, we had eaten at uh, uh, what's the on on Pixar Pier there, the restaurant, which the name I didn't put Lamplight in my notes. or yes, is it Lamplight? yeah, Lamplight. Oh, yeah. Did you get to eat in the the fun private dining room they have at Lamplight? Uh, we, we were out outside. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Washington, where you know, I, it, like I've grown to the place where if I I can't touch the air, I don't really trust it. Uh, so we get out to Southern California, and it's like, oh my goodness, this this is normal. What normal air feels like. So it was it, for me any chance to be outside and not just be dripping and drenched um, was was awesome. So I was thrilled to be sitting outside. Actually, you know, there were nights that were cool. We don't get those in D.C. in the summer. You know, you're. Sit- it cools down to 85. So it was, you it's know, big we were thing in California. It's actually in California, like the swings of the weather. Are, it's like cold in the morning and cold in the evening and then hot in the, you know, the height of the day. It's it's very weird. It's very strange for people from the East Coast are like this weather doesn't make sense. It's awesome. Well, my, my mom lives up in the Bay Area and and you can always tell tourists in San Francisco because they came with their shorts and then they're just down, top to toe in in San Francisco where because they had to buy clothes because they were <laughs> freezing. So, but so it was great to have, again, we have reserve seating for those things. We also had a character, we had a character breakfast one morning at, um, uh, uh, not, we didn't, uh, we did storytellers, but it was for, that's where the dinner was that, that first night was at storytellers. So it wasn't a character meal. Our last morning we got together for Goofy's kitchen. Um, so we, we got to do that. And then, um, we were in Disneyland where they have Minnie Mouse and then the characters, uh, the Winnie the Pooh characters came out, which was awesome. Oh, Plaza Inn probably. Correct. And then uh, as they uh, they pulled together a whole like video montage, that's the other great thing about ABD is your guides are taking photos for you throughout the trip. So you don't, I mean, I take a lot of photos anyway. It was great to be able to take that you didn't have to worry. You have somebody to take the photos. So you're not always having to do selfies and they can do all sorts of great ones. They do put together a little video montage uh, of, of all of them that you watch on your last night, which was great fun. And then they give you all the photos they've taken as well. They send them to you later. But then we had uh, a private meeting with the mouse himself. So Mickey came out and greeted all of us. And then we all got to take photos with him, which was uh, super awesome. And one of my favorite picker- pictures, both uh, he was, it, it, he, she, they, it was, it was a great mouse. And um, sorry, kids, if you're listening at home. <laughs> Usually she, I'm going to just put that. I know. Well, that, so I worked at Disneyland for a while and, and some days not on a, when we're not recording, when, you know, when we're in the Norwegian fjords, I'll share my, my most precious Mickey Mouse with you, moment with you. <laughs> I got to wear the head. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you do to Mickey? Yeah, I, 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 will, I guess I will tell the story. I was I was working. I worked on a Topia, the little cars that you got to drive, which my son did on this trip and was was great. He's eleven. He's starting to think about oh, I'll be able to drive soon. Lord help me. And I was coming off. I was going on a break, and there were a bunch of teenagers. It was before they had watchers around the characters. And they started shouting, pick up the mouse, pick up the mouse. And I, I walked by and I go, come on, guys, give, give the mouse a break. And for some reason, they listened to me in my costume, but I don't have a head on. So I guess I don't count. They, and they actually left. And then she came in and was telling me all these stories about how they get kicked and bitten and all sorts of things and dropped and have broken limbs and all sorts of things. And, and then for, for a brief shiny moment, I was, um, it all started with a mouse and I got to be that mouse. So it was, it was great fun. Th- those mice are pretty short. I want to tell you that. Yes. Too, so. <laughs> yes. Be short. The head is very tall. So the mouse has to be kind of short. So that's why they're usually she's. I'm curious about some of the tactical stuff here. Is your park admission included in the ABD so you don't have to buy Correct. park tickets? Okay. And, and that's when, it, when you were asking. So your afternoons, they give you a bunch of uh, lightning lane passes. They're kind of super lightning lane passes. So you can even use them on dark rides if you want to. So it's it's great. You have, I think we had five or six which I went, oh, that doesn't sound like enough. We never used them all up. We were, my son, uh, your son's more adventuresome than mine. He's not, he's not doing uh, the coaster. He barely likes uh, Radiator Springs racers. So, <laughs> so, so we, we did, uh, you know, we did, we got to spend the afternoons doing our thing. And, and then also, I mean, we were again, still kind of on East coast time. So we would go back to the room and he wanted to, he actually napped one day, you know, 11, they still nap sometimes if he was, I'm, I'm a big believer in sleep. So, so we did that one afternoon, but we had, you know, we did, we we did pretty much everything we wanted to do. There were a couple things that we didn't get on, but but we did pretty much everything we wanted to do. It was great. I, I, I wanted to ask about the food experience. So you mentioned you had, you know, at Disneyland you had sounds like storytellers and things like that. How was the how was the food experience overall? Was it pretty good or or not that special. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm, I'm a foodie. I like food. Um, and I, I got tired of buffets. How's that? I don't, you know, we had a lot of buffets and, um, I would say the food at Disneyland is not great. Wait, you can find like, we went to uh Carthay circle. Nick and I went to Carthay circle for one of our nights and we had a phenomenal meal. I mean, really a a meal that if I were not, if it were not in a park, I, I would go back. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was really lovely. And so that was great. We did uh, Blue Bayou uh, one afternoon because that has, you know, it's special to me. I, that's what I, you know, we have to do Blue Bayou, you know, see the boats floating by. But the planned meals generally were um, a, a lot of buffet and I'm, I'm not, a, I'm just not a big buffet person. So it was it was a little bit. I wish we'd had a, uh, a nap a night. Uh, that would have been very nice. I wish there were one more like fancy meal on on well actually one fancy meal on the list that we could all sit down and have you know a nice a nice dinner. You know the um, Pixar Pier that was that was that was fine. That was good, but it's not fancy. So so I would say the food was okay. How's that? Which is which is a little which was a little disappointing because Southern California is home to some really fabulous food. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the problem is is that 
it's the most of that food is not in the parks. I mean, Brian and I go to Disneyland, you know, all the time with Nathan and we, we love Napa Rose. We love Carthay circle. Um, those are really the only two really good restaurants on property. There are some good ones in Disney spring or downtown Disney rather, but they're not like fancy or anything. They're just, you know, decent food. And we like Lamplight, you know, we like, um, the wine country Trattoria. So there's some, you know, there, there's some okay restaurants, but you know, those buffets are not good. I would say generally speaking, yes, I would agree char- with you. You know, the character meals, you know, they can be fun because of the character experience, but the food is not good. That's not what people are paying for. Correct. Uh, yeah, you're definitely not paying for the food. And and I and that's what I put on my survey when I because I always fill out surveys. But um, you know, I th- I think you're again. This is not a cheap experience, and to have all buffets just feels a little blah to me. Now we did get to go uh, in uh, the Las Feliz area, uh, not far from Griffith Park in Southern California, literally where I grew up. I went by all these, and I and some of these places I, we were driving by. Like we got to see where Walt and Roy's first office was, which literally is two and a half blocks from where I went to elementary school. And I had no idea it was there growing up at the time, which shows you what a goofball I was. But we did go out to the Tamashani. I always mess up the name. I, so I kind of like, but it's the place where when Imagineering, they would go there. Walt Disney folks would go there, including Walt would go there all the time. And in fact, it has a look of uh, almost a Snow White-esque look to it. Like this is where you can tell where they got the look for for some of these houses. And they have a seat where Walt Disney would sit all the time. And and we got to go there for dinner. And we got to sit down with uh, one of the Imagineers who uh, worked on New Orleans Square. She actually created the now famous uh, wallpaper that's in Haunted Mansion, she, she, which was so amazing to hear her talk about, you know, she got to work with Walt and she said, yeah, Walt had edits on the, on the wallpaper. And then the other person who was there uh, worked on uh, the, uh, the Bare Necessities. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What's the movie I'm thinking of? Oh, um, Jungle, Jungle, Jungle uh, ju- uh, Not Jungle Book? Yeah. Yeah, Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Yeah. Uh, the original cartoon Jungle Book. Um, and... And he's now working on, they're coming out with a, on Disney Plus, a, a documentary about Mickey Mouse. And so he's going to be, he's part of that. So it was great to, both of them, again, worked with Walt and it was great to be able to sit down and, and hear their stories. And so again, those are the kinds of things that, you know, and even Nick enjoyed, enjoyed those things. And then being able to see, we went to, uh, to see New Orleans Square, of course. And we, she pointed, I said, what do we need to notice? And she said, look at Look at the railings. We went to New Orleans and we were choosing these railings. And she pointed to one that was uh, a little further down from like where the new D23 entry is. Uh, And she said, look up and you'll see. I found that one. I was very proud. So those kinds of things were were incredibly fun to do. I I will be interested to see what this experience looks like in a few years, given the move of the bulk of Imaginary out of the Southern California area might end up being a very special trip uh, that you took, because I'm not sure if, if all of those experiences will still be hanging around in the way that they are today. Well, I, I used to be a reporter and a journalist. So uh, I, of course, asked them, so how, what is the actual reaction to everyone? And they kind of went, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. 
I am curious. I used to let this tour into Club 33. Um, I think that that's ended, but did you get to step foot into Club 33 as a part of this tour? We did not get to go into Club 33, unfortunately. I would love to see it uh, because I think it will be the only way that I ever see it, but um, we did not get to do it, unfortunately. But you did get to go to the apartment. We did did go to Walt's apartment, which again is right over the firehouse, right in town square on uh, right when you walk in. And, uh, and they gave us the whole tour there. So that was, that was awesome to see. And we got, they took photos of us. It's one of the places that they took photos of us was, it was, I mean, I like got chills. I still get chills thinking about, you know, this was, this was a place that Walt stayed and it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And, and I think there's a, I mean, Disneyland particularly is, I mean, this is a place, and I was telling Nick this, we now think of it and like, of course, Disneyland's going to be successful. That was not the case in 1955, right? This was this. If it didn't go the way that it went, it would have brought the whole Disney company down. They would have crashed and burned. It would have destroyed the company. And he took the chance and he made it work. And it's become this this amazing, amazing special spot. So, well, Chris, it sounds like an amazing trip, and uh, we can't wait to have you back to talk all about your next amazing ABD trip to the Galapagos because that sounds amazing as well. So just want to stop and say thank you for taking the time to share the experience you had on this Southern California ABD adventure with us and all of our listeners. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.